0: Welcome to Mix Understood, where we explore identity, the meaning of the word race, and talk about the multicultural and multiracial experience with stories from our own lives. I'm Lisa Kakibara, and I'm Amy Megara Taub.
1: And today we welcome you to our first episode ever. We're so excited ah. to be here. off with three fun facts about mm-hmm. each other so that you can get to know us a bit better. Let's. Let's start with you. Okay. Okay, uh, I've got two
0: words for you, spag bowl. Yes, <laughs> that
1: is the absolute dish of my whole life. Um, I will try and be humble and say that I am okay quite good
0: at cooking it
1: I've had it. had it I've
0: had it I can say it's freaking delicious Oh, thanks. also for those of you who don't know spag bowl is spaghetti bolognese oh sorry yeah spaghetti bolognese
1: translation um yeah when I was a little kid I loved it so much that I said if I die quite morbid um it, I would like everyone to eat it at my funeral to celebrate <laughs> me <laughs>
0: Yes, I'm weird. Terrible. Okay. Okay. number two. Um,
1: she's playing the melody of Hero by Mariah Carey, which is one of the only things that I can play on the piano (laughs) and trick people into thinking that I'm um quite good. Were you (laughs) but I can't play anything else. Were you crazy about that song? You know what? No, I don't know why I chose it. I went to a music shop and like chose that music the, the sheet music took it to my teacher and I didn't even really know how it went really yeah it was so like strange the
0: biggest hit in the world and the music video of her
1: I, I know it was only later that I got appreciation for it but why I chose that something that I didn't
0: know to learn when I was 10 or however old I was yeah don't know just okay. did well. Thank you for learning it. <laughs> I I look forward to your to listening to you play it. I'll give you a rendition <laughs> anytime. Um, number
1: three um, is I'm a new mom. Mm. Yeah, I have a little baby girl, and her name's Aurora, and she's just the best thing ever, ever, ever. Yeah, <gasps> I'm so she, grateful for her. She's so
0: delicious. She's Aww. so ugh. Oh, thank She's cute. like a old marshmallow. She is,
1: yeah, doing new things every day. <laughs> yes. Um. Okay, over to you, Hanalee. Okay. Lee. Three fun facts about Hanalee. One, she is one of five
0: children. Mm-hmm. She's the middle child. Yes, as you can tell. As you can tell. Well, you, Amy. Oh, yes. Right? Me, yes. <laughs> <laughs> what are middle children supposed to be like? They're usually the most problematic, I think, in families. Um, yeah. They're a little bit difficult. Um, or like they, there's a lot of drama around them, I think. Um, I love being the middle child. Yeah. I got to be, you know, the baby for a little bit. And then I got yeah. to be the, the eldest, like to my two younger siblings. So I really like mm-hmm. to have that range. Bit of both. Bit yeah. of both. Yeah. And, um, especially I liked being when I was the older one, I liked that. You do. The ruling, the roost. The ruling, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, okay, number two,
0: you talk in your sleep. I talk in my sleep. About what? Well, growing up, it was a lot of, like, screaming and crying. Randomly. I know, it was really freaky. And I shared a room with my sisters and they did not like it, um... What, it would really, you have, you, I would just suddenly like, or... no, I, w- I wasn't even having a nightmare. I just would suddenly scream in my sleep and my sister would <laughs> wake me up like, are you okay? And I'd be like, yeah, I'm fine. Um, and these days Aww. it's more like just casual domestic talk. Like, did you? Domestic talk. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, did you turn off the light or things like random <laughs> things like that, that I'll say to my husband. <laughs> and he'll be like, uh, the light's off. And I'll be like, no, it's still on. <laughs> just
1: weird. Oh my gosh. So does he know the difference as to whether you're sleep talking or?
0: Um, well, no, because the other day I pranked him and I said to him, did you walk the dog? And I was awake. (laughs) And then I could see that he was like, there she goes again.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I would totally do that. Um, and then number three, you got stuck on a roller coaster.
0: I did when I was 12. I think it's very telling because sometimes I can suffer for the sake of like being polite. I <laughs> I couldn't get the seatbelt off. And then I kind of tried to get the attention <laughs> of the guy that was running the, the ride and he didn't really see me. And I was like, okay, I guess I'll just
2: go, go on it again. again. <laughs>
0: I ended up doing three rounds and then I was like, I really, I really need to get off now. And, uh, yeah. And then I did. And, um, <laughs> Yeah, and I then I threw up like for about two days straight. Oh,
1: yeah. I'm yeah. so sorry that that it's happened. Terrible. Oh my god, I can't yeah. believe you did that so many times. I think some people would find that um, they they would think that I was lucky to be stuck on a roller coaster for three times.
0: Yeah, some people, not my, not no. me. Yeah, no. no.
1: So before we dive into the episode, it's important for us both to say that we are here to offer up stories and theories and various ideas for you to consider and decide for yourself in light of your own knowledge and experience.
0: Yeah, and we we hope to explore, learn and grow together with you. We're not professing to have any of the answers. Our aim is truly to just start conversations around these topics. Yeah, that's right. So um, let's share a little bit about our backgrounds. Why don't we start with you, Amy?
1: Yeah, okay. So my parents um my my mom is Indian from Punjab and my dad is English and Scottish, so he's white. Um I was born and raised in the UK and now I live in LA and I am an actress and a voiceover artist. Hmm. Over to you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um I was born and raised in Israel. My mother's Australian, my dad was Japanese. And uh, then I moved to the States, living in LA now. Um, I'm an actor, dancer, I do improv. And so both of us are third culture kids. Okay, please
1: explain what a third culture kid is.
0: So Google says a third culture kid is a child who grows up in a culture different from the one in which his or her parents grew up. The third culture is influenced both by their parents' culture and the culture in which they are raised. So the third culture is basically the combo culture of all of the cultures. Um, David C. Pollock, actually, who was an American sociologist, author, and speaker known for his experience on the third culture kids, wrote, a third culture kid is a person who has spent a significant part of his or her developmental years outside the parents' culture. The third culture kid frequently builds relationship to all the cultures while not having full ownership in any. Although elements from each culture may be assimilated into the third culture kid's life experience, the sense of belonging is in relationship to others of similar backgrounds.
1: Yes, that is me all over. Feeling that. And I feel Mm -hmm. like when we met each other, Mm -hmm. we probably saw that in each other as well. Well, we definitely did because it's come up in conversation so many times. And I feel like it's a real key part of us bonding. And hence why we wanted to do this podcast today because it's something that we feel very passionately about growing up between these two distinct cultures or maybe even more distinct cultures and and developing our own culture.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I personally my whole life has struggled with my identity never quite knowing where I belong and you know this is a really common phenomena amongst mixed people so you know Amy and I we just really wanted to create a space where we can share our stories raise awareness support one another and hopefully build a community where you know people like us can connect feel seen understood and mm-hmm. most importantly, you feel like they belong. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and I, yeah, I think my
1: reasons for wanting to do this, exactly that. Um, I think it's really important to feel listened to um, to your own stories of, of what you've been through. But when I was finishing university for my dissertation piece, um, so I did a practical dissertation because I did performing arts. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I say like that, but... Yeah, I, I, I was doing actually not very well at university. And then the third year, I kind of managed to just do much, much better because I did something I was very passionate about, which was the experience of being mixed race. Um, and I did a lot of research. I read a lot of books. Um, and I interviewed a lot of my friends who were also from mixed cultural backgrounds as well. because, And I, and I realized that I wasn't alone in my confusion growing up and my struggle to find my identity and ever since then it's just been something that's never left me i have always wanted to shine a light on this topic even more because i think that this is essentially our future you know there are more interracial marriages
0: happening it is our future actually um i found online here from the washington post written october 8th 2021 by sylvia foster frau ted Melanick and adrian blanco It says multiracial populations increased faster than any single race across the U.S. in the last census. Gains were highest in major metro areas, but the number of people identifying as multiracial also tripled in non-metro areas. It continues to say more than 33 million Americans, about one in 10, identify as being of two or more races, a number that grew by nearly 25 million people in the past decade, according to the 2020 census. Multiracial people span all different combinations of races and ethnicities and make up the fastest growing demographic in the country. Talking about this year's census, from census.gov,
1: this is written on the 1st of June 2023 and written by Brittany Rico, Paul Jacobs and Ali Koritz. The multiracial population increased for every age category by over 164%. The 18 to 44 age category had the largest numeric increase, over 9 million, growing by 300%. Yeah,
0: so, you know, our world is changing, Mm -hmm. times are changing, and, you know, we've come a long way, but we still live in a racialized society, and we lack tolerance and understanding around how we talk about these things and and how we treat people. Absolutely, and that's another reason why we're doing this podcast, because, you know, this is the
1: future as we can tell by these numbers and also you know we want to raise awareness
0: yeah there's um there's another part here from the washington post article that says it's hard to predict what this growth is going to do i do not believe it's going to make our society more racially tolerant says reginald daniel a university of california at santa barbara sociology professor who identifies as multiracial but is often perceived as black he continues to say, but it is going to require a remaking of the way people think about race and the racial boundaries in our communities.
1: Yeah, I find that interesting that he says
0: that. Yeah, that we shouldn't let our guard down basically and say, oh, that's the fastest growing population. Therefore, we don't need to worry about anything. We don't need to shine a light on anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, no, we still need to take a lot of responsibility and um, focus on making real change. So you were talking about your dissertation. Yeah,
1: yeah, my dissertation. And when I just said put in boxes, that just reminded me of what I called it. I called it other, please state. And the reason why I called it that was because every form that I was filling in at that time, even to I think maybe get into university or bank forms or whatever, it all said, um, please check your check whichever box you are. And it would say like Asian or white or whatever. And and I, I couldn't tick any of them because I was both. And then it's and then it would say other. So I'd have to tick that, and then it would say please state, as in please state what race you are. And I just remember feeling really kind of almost hurt that I had to do that. Like there wasn't like you're the loser, you know? Yeah. It's like, well, what are you then, love, if you ain't got a box? Yeah. Um, And
2: um,
0: you did a one woman show as well, didn't you? About this subject. I did. Well, it wasn't just that, but I did a one woman show about it's called improbable. And uh, I wrote it. I co-directed it. And um, it's about. All of these crazy experiences that I went through, you know, the adversity I faced um, and had to overcome growing up in Israel, but through the lens of being a a mixed race and third culture kid. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I I think what's so interesting about your story is also that
1: you speak uh, fluent Hebrew as well. Right. Which is like another thing to add into the mix.
0: Yeah I so even though I look Asian my the culture that I identify with the most is Israeli and then the language that I well now it's shifting because I've been living in the states for 20 years so English is becoming better than Hebrew but originally Hebrew was like the first language and that's what I learned to read and write. That was your
1: first language I didn't actually know that.
0: You know my mom is, is Australian so obviously i grew up speaking english but immediately went to kindergarten everything was in hebrew and then first grade learned to you know read and write in hebrew yeah that was my main language and english yeah. was weak it i was i was like when i moved to the states when i was 18 i was really behind i mean i didn't have like the full you know my vocabulary was lacking and mm-hmm. um so i would you know practice and start writing I started writing my journal in English and I started reading a lot of books in English and oh my god that's fascinating I even had a tiny bit of an accent I people would say mm-hmm. when I first moved to the states and now I'm losing the the Hebrew which is freaking me out I every time I go back home friends are <laughs> they're laughing at me because I'm saying words that don't exist in Hebrew that translate directly from English potentially or you know things like Ugh. that Anyway, um, well, your Hebrew still sounds amazing to me. Oh, thank you. Shalom, shalom. I think you're very clever.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so let's dive into our episode. So we're
1: just going to start off with a couple of quotes about names. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one is from Othello by Shakespeare. Good name in man and woman is the immediate jewel of their souls.
0: I got one for you uh, from Dale Carnegie. Names are the sweetest and most important sound in any language. Mm. And this is from Charlotte Bronte. I liked my name pronounced by
1: your lips in a grateful, happy accent.
0: Amy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Honey. And I got one more for you. What's in a name? That which we call a rose by any other name would smell as sweet. Shakespeare as well. Yeah, so I literally just googled, why is a name so important? And um, the first link that came up was from uh, the University of British Columbia. They have this like pamphlet that they give out to all their students. And it says introduction, the importance of our names. Our names are an incredibly important part of our identity. They carry deep personal, cultural, familial, and historical connections. They also give us a sense of who we are, the communities in which we belong, and our place in the world. This is why mispronunciations, misuse of our preferred common names, or misgendering can negatively affect and possibly hurt and impact a sense of belonging on campus. (laughs) On (laughs) campus, but in the world. Yeah. Everywhere we go, right? Our work environments and... Mm -hmm. relationships
1: and just off the back of that this is an article written by rajat panwar in the harvard business review written on january 11th 2022 entitled why getting someone's name right matters our names are our identities but historically many people have anglicized their names to fit in to appear more mainstream or gain social and cultural advantages in countries with dominant anglo cultures In fact, research suggests that more than half of black and Asian job applicants in the US whitened their resumes to avoid any racial cues. Those who did were twice as likely to get callbacks for job interviews. Another study found that about half of the surveyed Chinese international students who attended US universities adopted English names to make it
0: easier for others to pronounce them. Yeah, I mean, someone who's very close to me Mm -hmm. had a hard time uh getting a job interview with her last name um and it was when she didn't share her Mm -hmm. original last name that she was able to to get more interviews and that was yeah it was it was heartbreaking
1: yeah and I find it even more so because this was written in 2000 and what did I say 2022
0: yeah the fact that it's still happening oh big time big time so your name is uh, Amy Magera-Tob, mm-hmm. right? There's yes, dash yes.
1: It has changed many times over the years, which I think kind of is um, goes to show how <laughs> confused I've been growing up. <laughs> <on. laughs> um, all right, let me start at the beginning. I was born. My name was Amrit Magera. Entwistle so not only did I have a very hardcore Punjabi first name Amrit um, which is a beautiful name and um, I was always very proud of being called that but I, I, I was given the nickname Amy um, when I was younger as well just as a, a short name um, as well as Amrit I also had a hyphenated name so Megara Entwistle so it was names from two cultures flung together and I feel like at that time, I really didn't know many other people whose names were hyphenated like that. And if they were, they were kind of two names from the same culture. So already I was, I just remember feeling like I just wanted to be like everybody else in my class. Mm. And um, I had i had a name tag. Um, you know, obviously when you're a kid and you're learning to write, you don't know how to spell your name. So you get given um, a, a piece of card with your name on it. And I had that piece of card with my name for much longer time than anybody else. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was my name to begin with over for the first few years. And my, my grandma and my uncle and a few other people in my family did call me Amy, which I always preferred, but I, I went to the same school from three to 18. So Amrit just, it just stuck even though I was called Amy outside school at dance classes or what have you. Um, And and my my first job, so I was known as Amy as well. And then my parents got a divorce when I was around 12 or 13. um, And I decided that I didn't want to use my dad's name anymore, not because I didn't want to be associated with him, but but just because I was just sick of having such a long name. Mm. And I sort of, did want to be like everyone else and I feel a bit embarrassed to say that but that is what happened um and so I changed it by a deed poll which is very easy to do I think it's a bit too easy to do in England <laughs> you could literally change your name to anything and just get someone to sign it and that's it it's done is there um, a limit
0: do you know I, I, think I don't there's know be a limit as I was thinking about that the other day too yeah just like well I think it's complicated because you can change it, but then you got your passport and that's complicated. That's
1: where it gets complicated. Yeah. Yeah. But I think because I was like, however old I just said, 13, 14. You're allowed
0: to, but you went with your mom?
1: I actually, no, I I finally changed it legally when I was 18. So I didn't need my mom to do it. Mm. I think I just got my my friend at uni to just sign it off for me. (laughs) It's probably something that we did over a glass of wine or something like that. So then I was known as Amrit Megara, although I always resonated with the name Amy mm. and I always wanted to change it. But it would just seem like this big astronomical thing to do after so many years of just having Amrit.
0: How did people uh, react or respond when you would say your name, when you would introduce yourself? Because you don't oh, look yeah. like yeah. Fo- you c- you look like you're, you're um, ethnically ambiguous. It's hard mm. to tell. Where you're from. So. Yeah. Uh, the, um, the, the,
1: It would often be like, sorry, what? What is it? Oh, you know, I, I won't remember that. Can I Can I shorten it to am or something? I mean, it wasn't always that. Yeah. Some people did really respect my name and they'd be like, oh, what is it? Okay, let me make sure that I get it right. Amrit, right, okay. Did
0: you have like a way of explaining it? Like, amrit, like...
1: <sighs> I think... I used to try and make it sound softer than it actually is. So it's amrit. But I used to say a- amaret. I used to put an uh into amaret <laughs> yeah.
0: versus amrit
1: Yeah, and then I'd be like, you know, like amaretto. I feel really embarrassed amaretto. saying this right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I did. That's a cookie, right? Yes, yeah, a cookie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's an Italian cookie. Yeah, yeah, yeah the hard cookie. Yeah. <laughs> um. And so anyway, let's just cut to when I change it to Amy, because this is a bloody long story and it could <laughs> last an hour. Um, during the pandemic, when everyone was just like digging deep and finding their souls, I I just thought, I really want to change my name. I've been wanting to do this for ages. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do it right now. And Can so, I, um, yeah, please jump in.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so flip to the rest of, of the people in Amy's life, me included. <laughs> Who know her as Amrit, which I was like, I got this friend Amrit. She's so cool. I love her. And then I get a text from Amrit, like, I'm changing my name to Amy. Yeah. And what else? What did the text say?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm changing my name to Amy. I'm still the same person. Um, you know, I'm I'm by no means turning my back on any culture that I belong to. But this just feels like me. And... um yeah, this is what I'm doing. Well, what and else did I say? respect
0: <laughs> my decision and don't try to change my mind. Because I'm because it's set, done. It's okay, done. and um and there I really want to find this text. Okay, somewhere. yeah, because you're gonna I read it see, out. It felt like I I didn't. I mean, of course, you had to tell everyone. So the easiest way was probably to do a text I send suppose. a message out yeah but I was like check do call me girl like tell me like I felt like this is something that we would sit over a lunch or something yeah. and you would announce it to me but now looking back I'm like of course you couldn't have first of all it was pandemic we were at stay-at-home orders but mm-hmm. this is something that you had to do with everyone yeah and now that I've been at your wedding, and I got to meet your huge family. Mm. Like I all- There were a lot <laughs> there a of were them. A lot of people. You had to, you know. So, um, but but yeah, I I, was, I It was an earthquake. It was a little yeah. earthquake for me when you sent that because I was like, I can't call her Amy. What? A- no, she's Amrit. Yeah, it's done. I love Amrit. Uh huh. And I, Amy's some mother person. <laughs> I don't know who it is. I need to get to know her. And and for months after you changed it, I would stumble and I would want to call you Amrit and I would be like really force myself to say Amy, Amy, yeah. Amy. And it felt foreign. It felt yeah. like it didn't feel natural to do, mm-hmm. but now it's been, how long has it been?
1: Oh, it's been about two, two years. Two yeah.
0: years. Now I, you're only Amy to me. Like I don't, it's a strange thing to change your name.
1: Yeah, I know. It's, I think it is a pretty big thing, but at the time, I just felt so compelled to do it that I was like, it's happening. But it's interesting for me to hear that from you because I've heard that from obviously some of my family members and my friends as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And also just to quickly say, because I know we're talking about us both being mixed. um, When I put it on, because I I, I put a thing on Instagram as well. (laughs) And um, I got a few messages to say, Oh, that's it. I'm unfollowing you now. Turning your back against Indian culture. Mm. Um, a couple of people were like, you know, don't do this. You're you're going against your roots, and that was really hurtful for me because I would never do that. I am very proud of. <laughs> I'm talking very passionately here, but I am very proud of be- being both. Um, and I simply changed it to Amy because it felt like me. It you know those quotes sum it up like it 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 felt like I don't know the jewel in my heart or whatever it is yeah but but it really did and it was it was a big thing for me like I I felt elated after I sent out that message Mm.
0: you know so you know talking about when you're a third culture kid there's that feeling that you're an outsider all the time and so Mm. one of the main once in your life is is to belong right to, to, and a, a tool to try to belong more is to please I I know mm-hmm. I'm like I I can be such a people pleaser you know and I wonder by staying Amrit for all those years was there a part of you that was trying to to please
1: yeah yeah someone in your life or or I think so I think I just knew that it would be a big thing for me to change it and and I was worried about what other people would think. So essentially, I was trying to please people because I didn't want people to feel uncomfortable.
0: But but which
1: people? Was it more like the Indian side that you were trying to please? Or was it just... I, I feel like it was probably every, everybody. Like, I can't really pinpoint certain people. Hmm. Maybe subconsciously, I did think, oh, no, certain people are going to think she's turning her back against her culture Mm. and I thought I'd get some backlash which I did
0: yeah that's so it was legitimate reasons yeah legitimate fears but I think
1: because I was alone in an apartment for six months I just didn't care in the end Mm -hmm. and and so I just did what I wanted to do and it's sad that I didn't do that for many years but I do just want to say that, yes, maybe it was hard for some people at the beginning to make that adjustment initially, but now everyone in my life is so very supportive of my decision and, you know, makes a real effort to make that change for me. Anyway, <laughs> over to you, because I know that you changed yeah, your, I, a um, variation of your name as well. So
0: actually, uh, there's a little segment from my one-woman show that uh which is amazing which shows a uh, little bit of, of of my name and and what it was like going to school in israel um with the name Hanalisa li kakibara um should I play it for you yes, real quick okay why is <laughs>
2: It's Hannah Sakakibara. My last name is Sakakibara. Did you know that in Japan, Sakakibara means sacred tree in the field? In Israel, Sakakibara means... Sak means bad. And, uh, kaki means, a uh, poop. <laughs> and, uh, bara means created by God. <laughs> <laughs> but I still have my first name, Khanali. Well, not really, because every time I introduce myself as Khanali, somebody would say, Oh, are you related to, oh,
0: So as you can see, I was born Hana Lee, Hana Lee Sakakibara, but um, dropped the Lee <laughs> very quickly um, to be Hana, you know, and Hana is a very common name. I mean, it, it's not as um, popular anymore. It's a little old fashioned, but um, Hana and also the ha, you know, that was like, guys, I'm one of you. Come on. I mm-hmm. even have a ha sound in my name and mm-hmm. I say it perfectly. <laughs> so, um, you know it felt good to be khana i wanted to be israeli and it was an impossible thing because I, you know i look asian so mm-hmm. this doesn't until this day every time i go home to visit almost every public interaction i have i have to convince them that i'm that i understand them that i speak the language that i'm from here that must be because so. Because everyone treats me. Yeah, everyone thinks I'm a tourist, and then you know, if I go to a restaurant and I order in Hebrew, it's just it's just the whole, you know. At this point, I kind of laugh about it. And and growing up, my friends said you need to um, you need to have like a little tape recorder with you and and just play it mm-hmm. before every be saying the same thing every yeah. interaction because you're 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 explaining yourself all day. But anyway. Um, when I moved to New York when I was 18 to study dance at Alvin Ailey, um, mm-hmm. I didn't. It wasn't like you where I had time to you know really sit with it and be with my name, and I never really thought about it too much. But for some reason, when I moved to the States, there was this instant click in my mind, like, okay, you're in a new country now, all bets are off. Mm. You can go back to your real original name, Lee." it sounds nice in english Lee, and mm. it's a, it's actually a beautiful name and um, and you you can now be fully you you don't have to like cut it off or turn it down or adapt it you could just be what you were born and yeah. so i signed up to the school as Lee, started introducing myself as Lee. and then of course here it you know people also assume that lee Is my last name? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is a a known Asian last name. Uh So people always think that I'm introducing myself with my first and last name, and then (sighs) I have to say, no, is my first name is Hanali. My last name is a whole other story. Get that tape recorder out Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I know exactly. And they're like, what does it mean? Is you know, what what does Hanali mean? And you know, and actually, um, Lee in Hebrew means for me. So when you say Hanali, it's like you're saying. My Hana or Hana for me, like kind of like making it. That's nice. Yeah. So, um, you know, my mom named me that because she, yeah, she was trying to give me that like cultural Mm -hmm. Hebrew name. um, But then it, yeah, it all got. (laughs) Oh
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. I think when we don't fit into boxes, it can um, cause confusion for some people.
0: And, you know, when I, uh, when I got married, you know, my husband's name, my my husband's name is Matthias Coonsley. And I was just thinking, oh, man, I'm going to be Hanali Koonsley now. Mm-hmm. It's going to kind of be silly. <laughs> but okay, but I love him. I love him. I'm, I'm willing here. And he, you know, he's a very supportive, mm-hmm. uh, progressive kind yes, of guy. And yes. he immediately said two things. He was like, number one, like, why would you give up Sakakibara? That's such a freaking cool last name. It is thank you <laughs> don't always hear that but thank you um and then the second thing he was like why would you take my name <laughs> N- not because of what it is but just because as a woman like no mm. you be you woman you've you keep your name you don't need to take my name like i lord above you or anything like that I we're love equal that he
1: says that yeah
0: he was like you do you and i'll do me and let's be together and it is a That's bit so sad cool. that I needed him to say that to me. Yeah. But. but but also beautiful that I chose him and you know we we help each other out.
1: Oh, that you really know.
0: is. I just wanted to ask you what was it like for you when
1: you uh, said that you wanted to reintroduce yourself and you said your name was Hana Lee.
0: How did that feel? It felt good. I felt it felt really good. It listen, it was also I didn't send an announcement text to, to everyone or make... I didn't... I kind of did it like down low mm. and it gradually. So for a while, I was Hanali here, but still Hana in Israel. Okay. I'm a people pleaser, <laughs> as I said. And and then I guess... Oh, this is what happened. I, st- I was working in an Israeli restaurant in New York on the Upper West Side called The Hummus Place. and so a lot of the staff were other israelis and so i introduced myself to them as hanali Mm. and then those israelis ended up moving back to israel so every time i would visit i now had friends israeli friends that i that knew me as new york hanali and were addressing me as hanali then i had my still my old childhood friends that were calling me Hana and yeah. so when there would be group situations suddenly there were multiple options and you know and then eventually my family call started calling me Hanali and and now everyone in Israel pretty much calls me Hanali and still okay. some some old family friends and stuff will call me Hana yeah which you know and my family will some say sometimes Hana but I don't I kind of like it. it feels um like a closeness when mm-hmm. they when they call me Hana Oh, that's so, really good. Yeah.
1: So you don't go around correcting them or anything?
0: No, no. I I, I correct people here. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if I'm when I'm on set or things and, uh, well, well, here, people call me Hannah. Oh, yeah. You know, they'll call me Hannah and then I'll say it's Hanalee, Lee and then they'll go, oh, Hannah Lee. And then mm-hmm. I'll say, no, Hannah Lee. And then Hannah Lee, And I'll say, yeah, Lee is not my last, you know, and I'll go through the whole thing. And I learned that, you know, on set it really sucks because if you don't correct them on the first day, then Mm. you have like 60 people.
2: (laughs) I know. (laughs) You know, with each
0: other. Yeah, Yeah. I was I was working on this soap opera, and like the way it works on soap is like they announce your name over the speaker to Mm -hmm. come to set to do your scene. And so if they would announce Hannah, like I'm not necessarily gonna respond to that over the you know what I mean? I'll think they're talking to they're calling someone else else. to set so yeah I I try to do it but you also you know since again I'm a I can be a little bit of a people pleaser I (laughs) I I have a hard time having to correct people more than once or being really adamant about it I'm working on that that's it's a work in progress yeah you know
1: yeah no that that's that's good I, I have people in my life who still call me Amrit I let them off but you what I let them off they're they're my aunties and stuff like that and I'm like it's fine it's totally fine yeah you know I'm not gonna be like actually I'm not gonna respond to you because you haven't said Amy (laughs) but it does it does feel nice when someone makes the effort to call me Amy who used to call me Amrit you know what I mean did you
0: notice me making the effort
1: Uh, you know I can't remember now because I feel like the last year has just been a blur with like
0: I I was like forcefully saying your name more often than I would I would be like (laughs) Hey, how's it going, Amy? How you feeling today, Amy? <laughs> You're like, I will remember. <laughs> so, um, well, it's appreciated. So those are our name stories. What did we what do we get from it? Obviously, there's a lot of, you know, for me there was a lot of shame, wanting to belong. I I was embarrassed by by my last name. I was in, by my full name, you know. Sakakibara, it's like in Japan, it's a very common name. There's mm. Sakakibaras everywhere. In Israel, we were the only Sakakibaras. Like, you could literally go to the phone book and, and find us because mm-hmm. there was, you know, it was so very unique. convenient. Yeah. And, you know, every time like we would get like a utility bill or or something in the mail, like I I, I wish I like took pictures over the years of all the times our last name was Miss spelled yeah
1: oh mine too I'm like the mech era um, there's many variations
0: so just the other day a friend of mine she suddenly turned to me and she said "Sabakora," and I was like what she was like is that your last name and I was like no Sakakibara yeah it's yeah it's a tricky one yeah, how do, yeah how-, how do you feel that you kind of grew out of this yes that is a very good question I think that
1: Yes, a name is important and it does have, it does link you to your history and your ethnic background. And, but I also, I think you should be the name that you want to be as well. Taking pleasing people out of the equation.
0: Did you play Barbies growing up? Uh, yeah, but I didn't have many. Did you name them when you played with them? No, I don't think I did. Because I had a thing, because growing up, I just, it was like, America, land of the great. Yeah. And I also wanted to be blonde. Oh, I think I did too. <laughs> you did you too? watched Supergirl, wanted to be her, yeah. Oh, I didn't watch that. Um, I don't know if we had that show in Israel, but I wanted to be blonde. I actually, when I, I have a picture of a kindergarten drawing I made and it's of the blonde blue-eyed girl oh. and when I brought it home they asked me who it is and I said it's me oh I know it's so sad but I wanted to be blonde with blue mm-hmm. eyes and when I played with Barbies I would always call my Barbie Cindy I think Cindy yeah well there was a Cindy that was doll. her name yeah. too I, I had that doll oh, okay. I think yeah but in my mind Cindy was like the ultimate name it was, like, the name of the woman. I Talk about brainwash, right? What they did yeah. to us with Barbies oh, and women's images and everything. But I well, that, thought, that's the name. That's If you're going to have a name... It's going to be Cindy. Cindy, yeah. <laughs> that's, like, it's glamorous. It's powerful. Mm-hmm. It's feminine. It's this freaking Barbie. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. everything that I, like, was... It, you know it was like the opposite of me it felt like you yeah know, was, um yeah I know well that just goes to show what we were
1: exposed to at the time because mm. I was the same you know wanted one, one the blonde hair and blue eyes and I remember telling a girl that I met um when I was eight that my name was Caroline you said that <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes I did I did
0: that on more than one occasion seriously uh-huh did you wing it the first time or did you meditate? Uh, on it before oh. did you just like where did, where did I don't Caroline know where it come came from it from? just sort of blurted it out I think that was
1: like the you know quintessential um English name I was like yeah I'm gonna be called I'll be called Caroline to this person
0: <laughs> when I trans- transitioned into acting and I was kind of new to the industry I had a a general meeting with a casting director. It's when, when you meet with a casting director and you they kind of get to know you and um, and you. I asked this casting director different questions and one of them, I was being like just super upfront with her. I was like, "You think I should just stick with my stage name as Hanna Lee, or should I keep my whole name, Hana Lisa because it's a really long name and it's a difficult last name to pronounce?" And it was really cool because she said to me. No. <laughs> she was like, mm-hmm. don't change your name. That's your name, Honalee Kakibara. Let people freaking learn it. Oh my god, I love her. Yeah, I love her too. I I, I really again, sad that mm-hmm. it had to come from, from someone from her from someone else that I needed that validation from someone else. And we're asking someone else what they think we should do yes. with our own name. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 really sad, but I do wear my name proud now. And that's – I could – oh, my gosh, I'm getting emotional. It's taken a long time. Oh, yeah. You know? Um, yeah, I th- so I, I think it's it's a journey, and that's just one little part of it, you know, the name. But I, I feel proud of my name. I love my name. And simultaneously, yes, our names have a lot of weight, but also it's just a name. Like, who I am is – way more important and valuable than my name amen
1: yes exactly and that is how I feel about even changing my name because I have not changed I'm the same person Mm. and it's just the way it it sounds it just feels more like me and so yeah with that in mind I just I just think we should we should be
0: proud of who we are let go of attachments yeah be brave like you were and ask our ask if you're out there and you're wondering what to do with your name you're not sure about it you know ask yourself who am I trying to please what am I doing this yes there are going to be some repercussions potentially yeah Um, I think I think that's that's
1: maybe the moral of the story like just please yourself it's about you know you're as long as you're not hurting anybody else do what you want like I changed my name and for me that that feels like me so do
0: what feels like you mm. and on that note we've come to the end of our first episode <laughs> uh-huh. we did it um, we did. thank you so much for being here with us for listening for starting this journey with us um, if you like this episode please share it with your friends and family where we really want to start a community here um also please follow us please leave us a rating please leave us a review it's gonna really help us
1: it's really gonna help us um, boost things and reach a wider audience and also we have you know instagram pages and and facebook page um you can also email us and just come and say hi to us on our socials we would absolutely love to hear from you love to get your feedback or anything that you suggest that you know you want us to talk about or delve into um all of the references and everything that we've mentioned um is going to be on the show
0: notes so you'll find links to everything there yes and um this episode was produced by us and music is by matthias kunzli our music man thank you so much thank you bye see you soon